no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is the Sound Off on Sports Podcast, presented by Howard Family Pharmacy and the Mountain Arts Center. Yeah, I even forgot to hit the record button, so that, I just got that. So there we go. We're, we're live now. We're live on Facebook, but also we're doing the recorded version for the podcast that you can download on uh, Apple, also on, where is it all at? Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker, some other place. There's like seven places you can get it. And I bet these two don't even subscribe to it, and they're on the show. I bet they don't even help the numbers at all. But, but anyway... I give you Facebook watches. See, there you go. We're doing our best right there. We're we're doing all we got. We have, we have new equipment, so we're trying that stuff out tonight. Uh, it may cut out. It may stay live. I don't know what's going to happen. I know the recorded version of the podcast will will be fine. That'll work out okay. Yeah. So that that's that part will happen. The live stuff, it's a bonus. But, hey, we appreciate you watching tonight on uh, Facebook Live. The other shows we've done kind of been uh, recorded due to uh, scheduling uh, things. And we coming here tonight to start at 7, and then it just don't happen at 7. But what do you say when that happens? It's always a good show when we start at 7-ish. Seven 7-ish seven tonight on Ish. a Wednesday. And we wanted to go a, a day later than last week because COVID's wrecking everything. So we could talk about a matchup, but then it don't happen. So and that still could happen, right? But maybe better chance that um, it'll be all right. You like your chances better for the game still scheduled tonight? Yeah, uh, at least we're closer. Maybe they'll happen. I, I know one game it won't happen. Uh, Bishop Sycamore and Johnson Central won't happen. Uh, wow, we're going to get into that, and uh, also some more high school football. How about the the Betsy Lane Bobcats? Craziness on the hill last Friday night. Jeremy, you were there. We were there doing the game. And uh, 2-0, don't lose sight of the fact that you're undefeated. I mean, you're 56-20. Yeah. and 20, uh, the, was the score 56-20. to 20. You're 2-0. and 0. The game didn't end conventionally. <laughs> but we'll talk about that and what happens going forward there. And also, it's college football kickoff weekend. So, UK... Saturday, what's the expectations for Kentucky football? Will Levis, the new uh, uh, quarterback, and then also the new offensive coordinator, uh, Liam Cohen, and a new-look offense, and how's it all going to go down? I don't know. I'm interested to see. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't. I'm not gonna lie. I can't contain myself hardly. It's it's football time, and I'm ready. <laughs> it's in your it's your wheelhouse, ain't it? It is. You're I, there. I just can't wait to just kick back and recline and watch some football. Yeah, I, maybe I'll get to do that. I don't know. Now tomorrow tomorrow night, which will be Thursday for podcast people, Ohio State plays Minnesota, so I'll be I'll be uh, checking that out coming up tomorrow night. So there you go. I'm, I'm excited too. And especially when your quarterback gets a what, $1.5 million. Something like that, yeah. Something, insanity. Something ridiculous. Yeah. We may get into that too and uh, some more stuff. We got a lot to get to. Our podcast brought your way by Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern and also brought to you by the Mountain Arts Center in Prestonsburg. And we'll be hearing more from them uh, later on in the podcast here tonight. 
Want to say hello to Ellie Grace? I got a, I got a daughter in kindergarten. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, I'm 43 of a daughter in kindergarten. But, <laughs> and I, I told Tracy, I said, listen, we're going to be out the oldest parents in there. That's what's going to happen. And then I walk in and saw Nikki Gillum and Dave Gillum. <laughs> and I went, yeah. I know Dave's older than me. <laughs> so I was like, great. You know, and we actually kind of joked about that. And Dave was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, and he, I won't give Dave's age. But he is older than me, so I felt better about that. But we're right there. We're right there, neck and neck, one and two, in terms of senior, seniority in that room, you know. I mean, I'm looking around, and I'm seeing some first-timers in there, and I'm going, uh-oh, now, you know. Yeah. Lara Beth, you know, she's in eighth grade, so I can go to those meetings or those, and it's all my age parents. Myla Rose in third grade, and I go in and – Half the room I taught that that'll make you feel good Ooh. when when there's parents in the room they're like you know yeah. uh, same class as your kid and uh-huh. you taught them so uh, yeah. yeah a little different when it comes to that that's uh, <laughs> that's a little crazy uh, and Byron Byron's got two I got two in school you got two in school Josh isn't here tonight he will have two in school sooner than later. Yeah. So he gets to have that same anxiety we've had this week. I think, you know, I think the thing that first got me was when I started teaching, I started teaching and people I graduated with, I had their kids in class. Uh-huh. And that was like, yeah. Well, you know, well, I, you know I, yeah. I need to ask both of you real quick. We're back to in-person classes. It's a full room. You're still teaching class. Well, well you're in gym. And, <laughs> and you're an administrator. So I will ask the administrator first. How does it feel being back in a classroom and all these kids there and everything kind of being as normal as it's been in a while? Well, here's what I can say, and it's, I'm just, I can just speak for your high school at Betsy Lane. Um, no matter what's going on out in the public, uh, you know, we've had flash floods the other day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that parents are having to worry about, and but I can say in the building – it's as close. It's as close to as n- normal as we've ever been, mm-hmm. um, and I gotta give huge praise to my staff, our staff at Betsy Lane, um, Mr. Roberts and Miss Hackworth, the other two administrators, um, just trying to get these kids back to what they feel should be school, uh, what school should be like. Now you start walking around and you see, you know, some kids uh, may not be there because they're quarantined or things like that. It's there. I mean, it's there. You can see the effects. If you want to go look for the effects of it, you can find them. But you could also sit back and just watch the bell ring and kids come out masked up. We've not had any problems with masks. Um, That's good to hear. And they come out of class. They mask it. They're, you know, they're masked up. They walk through the hallways. They go to their next class. Bell rings. And then just as quiet as a mouse uh so uh, it, it's it's amazing to watch and it just felt great i truly you know this makes my third year as administrator but i only seen kids for about six months uh and then once covid oh, yeah, hit, right. it's been it's been a roller coaster but uh yeah it, it's felt pretty good that a door the day flies by because we're doing the normal you know school start till school ends type thing so uh uh, it, it, you know, one thing I can say that I feel at Betsy Lane, and I hope it's that way all the way around the county, is uh, everybody's working to get as normal as we can get and, you know, get back to teaching and learning. I, I get the impression just from hearing Jeremy, and I'll, I'll let you answer this in all seriousness. Uh, there's a point where 
the kids forget about the COVID, forget about the mask and everything else, and they have that normalcy when they're right there instruction time. Once you get settled in, and the more we do it, the more normal and more routine it will become, and you're already seeing maybe some of that right now. Well, I mean, the, the big thing that I see different than the high school is, you know, all of our kids is still elementary, eighth grade and under, so we still kind of teachers kind of guide them back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, eighth grade gets a little leniency just to, you know, come out the hallway, next class. Uh, but, you know, everybody's still kind of in the same groove. Right. In the same, you know, just everything seems to be moving fine. Uh, you know, get, get the, you know, you have to remind kids sometimes. Well, yeah, maybe, they pull it up. pull up a mask you know, in the hallway. That kind of thing. But, you know, I mean, really it's, to me, it's felt – uh, normal-ish. I, I mean, as normal as it can. Um, you don't really think about it that much right now. But, you know, it's still, you know, you still see there's, you know, short staff or this or that because somebody's been ex- exposed or potentially exposed. Right. Uh, so, you know, you still see a couple quarantine uh, pad, you know, here or there. But, I mean, it's Hopefully. Still, just it has felt we get back into it. It has felt pretty good. I mean, to me, yeah. it's felt I, pretty good. I hope that at this point, you know, the you know we're day three. Um, teachers are just now getting into their groove and start teaching. I hope that our students can go in, sit down in a classroom, and if for forty five minutes, if they can just concentrate on what the teacher's going and not be worrying about all this stuff. Cause there's, I mean, you had this conversation before we went on the air that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of kids out there that are worried about events going on around them in our everyday life yeah. because of this. If they can just sit there and, and, and learn something. And, and if anything, just, just have some time for their mind to chill out, be surrounded by friends and in a safe environment where they can, you know, just relax a minute uh, would be would be fine with me, especially, you know, I mean, put my kids in there. Uh, my older kid, uh, you know, my older daughter, my, or Lara, she's she's had the opportunity to be with her friends. Mila, the youngest one, you know, younger kids, they don't do, you know, ball games and stuff very much. That um, So she's been away from kids her age quite a bit for a year and a half. Needs that interaction. Yeah, yeah. She's she was all smiles. Uh, you know, she she couldn't. She'd almost stayed up all night the night before the first day there, uh, Sunday night. <laughs> so uh, she was anticipating seeing it all. And I hope they get that. Everybody's kids. I hope that. Uh, yeah. We get some normalcy back. Yeah, and, and it continues to roll that way. Uh, if we can get through a few weeks here and fight off the uh, the virus numbers, stay on track. We won't worry about the unlimited NTI days. You push through it. And, and, and I know that might sound a little cold, but it's something we, we have. I've said this from the beginning, and I have my own fears about it too, but we still have to keep going as normal as possible. And I think, that, and we're giving it that try right now. Of course, if attendance becomes an issue and – things of that nature, the decisions will be made. But right now, just on the inhibition of it happening, we can't have that. And I applaud the school system for saying, hey, we're going to go, we're going to in-person classes, we're going to do this, we're going to get this done, and see what happens. Uh, I don't, it's not a suicide mission by any means. Uh, they're doing the right thing. 
Yeah, I, I feel so. And uh, yeah. I think it, it, right now it's one of them uh, we're going to have to just roll with the punches because, um, you know, there's going to be pockets of, uh, you know, things happening and people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, catching or quarantine because of it. We, we know that. Uh, but, you know, we can roll with the punches and keep pushing forward. Uh, yeah. You know, I think we'll get through it and, and uh, everything will uh, be better for our kids in the school system. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know about you all, but I felt like us starting as late as we have might actually be a benefit to kind of everybody get get hit with this early and then we're kind of maybe on the back side of it and maybe going to miss a lot of big numbers. We're going to have the numbers. It's going to happen, but, you know. I think that's inevitable. Yeah, but it's all around you. So, I mean, it's, it's going to happen. We've had high incident number in this county over the last two months now, uh, but it, it will get better. It's, it won't stay like this forever. It well, I mean, will get better. We said it get better from the last, last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got better towards, you know, progressively got better. Yeah. And, I mean, you feel like that it can happen again. Yeah. And we're still playing. We've not missed any games yet, at least on the football side. We've had some volleyball games canceled. I was reading all the different events statewide that have been canceled uh, right now. Uh, that's troubling, but you know it. It just has to work itself through. Um, football, like we said, we're coming on a little later in the week because matchups are changing from day to day. So we kind of wanted to try to hit it just as close and fair as we could on that. And uh, we're going to get to that right now. And we do appreciate you watching tonight, sharing the video, Lynn. Thank you for uh, sharing that tonight. We appreciate you a whole lot tonight. Um, Schedule-wise, one game that won't happen was the Bishop Sycamore fiasco. That's Listen, this was a national thing. Did you all actually see the game on ESPN? Did you see it? I did not. I did. Sunday. Uh, I happened to be at an establishment that has all these TVs, and, <laughs> and they have wings. So I'm sitting there, and I'm eating wings, and I, and I was kind of forced to watch it. And I just kind of – I went, oh, that's a blowout. And I really wasn't really watching the game. But the name Bishop Sycamore, I was like, I've heard of that. And that, and that was the end of it. And then Monday comes, and they're talking about they're not a real team, all this stuff. Comes. I mean, you were asking me what this was all about. It's Basically, they were supposed to be like an online school, uh, online learning and all this stuff. They're not accredited by the Ohio State Athletic Association or Department of Education, either one. They don't have a physical address that's real. They've had two different fake ones. One is to a gymnasium on uh, Franklin University campus in Columbus, and the other was to a practice field facility that's used by many, many, many teams in the Columbus area. And they had told them, do not use our address for mail. We're not taking your personal mail. So there's all that. ESPN didn't have an actual roster with numbers, they claim to have players, as you may have know, uh, they claim to have players that were uh, of college interest. They didn't. Chances are they're not even really high school age. They were 19, 20, maybe 21 years of old. Wow. Uh, some of them were JUCO players. That, the bad thing is they're, just, they're still want to play football. They're, they're, they're still maybe not quite young men, but they want to play football, and maybe they've been duped into going there. I was reading one account about a guy who had a legit son who's 18 
was going to go there because he wanted to get some recognition because he's not getting to go and do these camps. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, we'll go join this prep team. They play all these high-ranking opponents. He's going to be on ESPN. We'll get some notoriety. And during the summer, his his son was participating with warm-ups and we're going to and doing some things together. And he says, I'm paying for all the hotel bill. I'm a $3,000 bill. I'm paying for it. I'm hooking up. They're settling me with the bill. And come to find out, this school isn't paying their bills for their stays in different places. They're only got 30 players. They're playing both ways. They're playing two games in three days. And it's just all fishy. And lo and behold, you keep reading the stories, and then you find out, oh, they were supposed to play Johnson Central here locally this coming Friday. Oh, wait, they played them two years ago, too. And they played them here. And... Long story short, that game's not happening, and Johnson Central got out of that, but also so did three other opponents for Bishop Sycamore. And so three future opponents outside of Johnson Central have all canceled this week. Apparently the school's lost its coach, a guy named Roy Johnson. He's been fired. Can you really call it a school? I don't know who's firing who. I mean, (laughs) this is just like the biggest scam for amateur sports because somebody, if you read real deep into this, and I won't get too far into it, but ESPN is sold this package by a group called Paragon, they are Paragon, something like that, something like yeah. that, um, Entertainment. They were the people that brought you LeBron James as a high school ba- basketball player, right. and that's how they got their start. So they're finding these attractive uh, high school games making them fit for television. They sell the rights to ESPN. They make a big buck off it, and ESPN sells advertising and leads up to the week of college football, which is now this week with some high school games to try to whet the appetite because we're all crazy about pigskin football, and they say you're dud. So all that being said, what do you take out of all this? That apparently the team they played was pretty good. <laughs> Well, the, the IMG Academy, yes, they were very good. Hey, but they're legit. Yeah. But, they're pretty legit. Yeah, but obviously, no, I mean, you're not vetting the no. opponent. They're not vetting this team. Uh-huh. ESPN just hey said, hey, we'll do this. We can sell their advertising, so they get fingers blamed. But they want blame the entertainment company that sold them the package. They want to say, well, okay, we should have done our due diligence. But hey, it's the first one we missed in 20 years. So I, I kind of understand that too. I mean, they really, I think they just got away with one. Yeah. This, this group of people really just got away with one. Well, I mean, you're talking about John Center played them two years ago. Yeah. So I mean, how long have they been doing this? Uh, well, they were under a different name in 2018. Changed their name to Bishop Sycamore, which, by the way, stands for BS. <laughs> think about that. Nice. BS. Yeah. I like it. Uh, <laughs> they're BS. Uh, the Daily Independent did an article on this with Tommy McKenzie of Johnson Central, and they said they what the quote one of the things that was attractive in the beginning about Bishop Brossert they are Bishop Sycamore uh, they were willing to play any day of the week any time we wanted any year we wanted obviously we understand why now in quote <laughs> of course you do but you know. Johnson Central said they were doing their due diligence, especially after Saturday, got some red flags. Wait a minute. What are we doing with this? And unfortunately, now Johnson Central uh, is out of a game Friday night right now, but that might change. 
But uh, this was. Have you ever seen anything this crazy in in high school sports? I haven't. I haven't. I've never seen anything this crazy. But it just kind of goes in my eyes to the to the self marketing just everywhere that we see these days. Um, and, and and so many people believe whatever they read. It just you know I could see this if you put the right marketing group on something like that. Uh, you can make the whole world believe it um, very easily. And, uh, you know, here's ESPN fell for it. Now, how, you know, how many how many desks did it have to cross before it actually went on ESPN? Who rubber stamped it. Right. Uh, you but know, there can't be one tw- or two mistakes. That's a tw- huge 20 number. years of getting good entertainment that gave you good ratings and good sales numbers from this particular company gave them a lot of good standing. For one thing. So, obviously, the vetting process was probably very, very little. Because, yeah, we're good. We're good. Rubber stamp it. Go on. But you just brought up a great point. The money made off this stuff. This, this, is, what, this is what irks me about a lot of amateur sports. The, the self-promotion and trying to say it's, it's our kids don't get enough representation in the mountains. That, that's partially true. But... If you want to get that, you got to go play the game, okay? You know, Cash Daniel made it from Paintsville to UK because he paid his way to going to these off-season camps, individual yeah. camps, individual workout places to get seen and get on somebody's radar. It wasn't because he hooked up with some kind of marketing machine to have their games televised or got with a social media network to say, hey, pass my stats on, on Facebook and Twitter and make me look like a star and say you're going to promote me. And, hey, by the way, we'll help you do that, but pay us a little bit. Right. That stuff's a racket, and that bothers me. It, it, it's, as bad as, uh, it's as bad as when you have kids get glorified for transferring to another school and you get posts on social media about, you know, he's bringing his talents to this school from that school. Give me a break. You know, I, I don't like it, and I'll, I'll just take it with me. That's just how I feel about it. But you see all this money being made, and what happens? These these kids or these players, they might not understand. What, what do you mean we can't play any games? They just want to play football. Right. They just want to play football. They want to get noticed and maybe get a chance at a college uh, chance to go play at college or maybe even further their education, get themselves out of a gutter. And they got taken advantage of. That's the real loser in this whole thing with Bishop Sycamore. Right or wrong? 100% right, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, that's all. So, I mean, there's I mean, a, a lot of, a lot of uh, student athletes, whether they, we call them students or not, if they were in a school or not in a school. But I'm sure there was somebody footing those bills, a family member, and, you know. Yeah. And somebody was getting greased. I mean, you think the people that are putting that team together and that school uh, together weren't getting money from it? Of course uh-huh. they were. Yeah. Of course they were. And they were selling snake oil to these kids. and Or 19 or 20-year-olds or whatever. You want to, whatever. It's still wrong. I, I think they should have some kind of uh, punishment done. I think they need to have some kind of investigation oh, yeah. into what they've done and, uh, and get this money back. Man, this is bad. And it may end up there before it's it may. all said and done. It may end up that way. I mean, just and now you got Johnson Central without an opponent Friday night. But now we understand that uh, maybe they'll find somebody. But here's the problem that Johnson Central faces: 
nobody wants to play them because they're so good. But now we're in a situation where if you want to play a game, you got to schedule somebody. Over under right now on Wednesday, 7.37 in the evening, Johnson Central plays Friday night. Yes or no? Yes. If rumors I'm hearing are correct, yes. I'm going to say yes as well. Uh, somebody will play them. Somebody else will go down with COVID protocols. Somebody will play them. The latest uh, rumors that were out there were maybe Lexington Christian might play because they were going to come up and play, what, Belfry? I think, yeah, Belfry. Okay, so they were going to play Belfry. Belfry's COVID out, so Belfry does not have a game. They're 0-2 and don't have a game. Wow. When's the last time Belfry started the season 0-2 and and then got to sit a week and think about it? That's rough. Been Been a while. Been a while. Been a minute. And their opponent now is free. You got Johnson Central here. If they're not afraid to play Belfry, I think maybe they'll make that game happen. Good. I'm, I'm like you. If you're going to play Belfry, and uh, why not just cut a couple miles off and yeah. play Johnson Central? Why not? I mean, it is going to hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I say do it. I, I hope they can get it worked out and play. Um, there's also another COVID game. Uh, Letcher Central was supposed to play Pike Central. Pike Central's out, and Letcher's going to play Pikeville. So, Pikeville needs a game. So, there you go. It worked out. Letcher isn't afraid, afraid to play Pikeville. Letcher's uh, 2-0, and and Pikeville's 1-0. and Nobody nobody wanted to go and play in the Pike County Bowl. It just wasn't available. And they, they went out of state looking for teams, and they couldn't get anybody there, to my understanding. Uh, I think they even reached out to Cincinnati Moeller to see if they wanted to come and play. No wow. kidding. And logistically, they, they couldn't work it out. So, I mean, it's you just got to step up and play, I guess. This is tough. It is. And, and we've we've talked about this before. The ones you got, you know, the ones you got to worry about is there's athletes on those teams that this is their last two raw. You know what I'm saying? They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're slowly missing games. They'll never get back. Yeah. Um, now, needless to say, the two teams we talked about, May get to take a run and get a little extra games at the end, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know those are still games that you know they didn't get to play that those boys will never get back. Yeah, never will. Sad but true. And uh, there's only so many weeks in a season, only so many opportunities. Right. Um, you ain't gonna get this redo your senior year over again uh, next year. That's not going to happen. So. Unless you're uh, Bishop Sycamore, then you play hey. Friday night and, <laughs> and Sunday. <laughs> no kidding. You can just keep keep going on at it. Uh, so there's some of that uh, from the weekend. And then, of course, also uh, last Friday, we had Betsy Lane here locally getting a win. They're 56-20 to 20 over Morgan County. And the game ends in some controversy. So I'm there. You're there. You weren't on the air. You were working as an administrator, uh, I'm on the air, and Byron was on the air with me. And literally, I, I've done a lot of sporting events. I've never seen one called because of the potential risk for fighting or injury, for that matter. So you got this game going on, and just to reset the scenario, Morgan County's got the football, and they're driving. It's running clock early in the fourth quarter, 10.40 to go, and you have uh, their fullback, uh, Sexton, who had been playing pretty well, dragging his way for a first down. He's got two guys on him, and then all of a sudden a player comes out from nowhere to pile on and causes him to fall. 
Uh, a Morgan County lineman is there. He gets hit. He drags a Betsy Lane player over. May have hit him, I think. Betsy Lane player brings it back because, hey, you know, they're young men. I understand that. And then everything stops. And then we also have some jawing between the coaches. That's been going on throughout the game. That's not been that didn't just happen right there. It happened right in the game. As it was as as we were leading up it, to that point. It all felt like a a culmination of what it, the whole game. It was kind of leading to that whole point. Yeah. Uh maybe didn't anticipate it breaking down as bad as it did, but you could feel definitely feel frustration from Morgan County uh because I mean, they were just absolutely getting spanked. Well, hey, this was a game. Correct me if I'm wrong. If they got a, if they got their schedule on a on a locker room, Morgan County circled Betsy Lane and says W by it. If I if I'm not mistaken, and Betsy Lane doing the same thing. This is a W. We thought it'd be a, a, a dip and tuck, come down to a turnover or two game, and it was a blowout. I mean, an absolute embarrassing blowout. And if you're Morgan County, you're getting run off the hill by a team you felt you could beat. You got a rookie coach over there that's waxing you. You ain't liking that. And I I witnessed beforehand, uh, before the, the play that stopped everything, Betsy Lane had a couple of players that maybe were showboating or hot-dogging after a, a big first down. They didn't get a flag for it. The coach from Morgan County is getting upset about that explaining to the official, mocking what they were doing, and it didn't matter because the official didn't see it. He's kind of glazing over it because they want to just get the game over with, and I understand that. So that's a fever pitch, and I'm not sure what was said, but I know there was an interaction as soon as that particular play was over and the punches had been thrown and the teams were separated. There was an interaction between – Jared Gerald, the head coach of Betsy Lane, who came out wanting to know why his kids, he was responding to his kid and what happened, how he'd been drugged and been hit. He's going to defend his kid, rightfully so. But he comes back to the sideline, and then there's an interaction between he and the coach from Morgan County that leads to them going down the sideline at each other, opposite, opposite of each other. Players going after him, crowd going crazy. You're throwing your hands up in the air, and he could have broke or loose right there on the 20-yard line if not for the officials going down and stopping things. All that being said, you had Gerald tossed from the game for his second unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which is protocol. He wasn't tossed just because of that incident. Make that very clear. And you also had a, a Betsy Lane player tossed in that game. I don't know, was, was a Morgan County player tossed in that event? I believe so. I believe, I believe one, the, the, one that, the one that threw a punch and dragged was out. But then the game doesn't go on anymore because of whatever interaction happened between the two coaches. Morgan County says, we want a police escort off this hill, and we don't want to play the game anymore. We're going to stop. And that's what happened. We waited for uh, Sheriff's deputy to come up. And, and listen, nothing's going to happen at this point. Things had cooled down. He'd been, what, what, 15, 20 minutes? 30, maybe. 30, maybe? Oh, we, we were going for a while. It was – once the once the play ended, Yeah, 
it was probably uh, it was at least twenty to thirty minutes mm-hmm. before we got word that it was going to stop. Yeah, so we figure out that's going to end, and police comes up, not even really in uniform. Um, they leave, they go on the bus, they go home, and and that's it. So Betsy Lane's going to win the game, okay? Especially because Morgan County refused to finish, okay. Now you got to take a breath and say, what do we do? Because obviously there's going to be some discipline. you got uh, a coach who had two uh, tossed and two unsportsman likes. That's, an, uh, that's automatic suspension, correct? Automatic. From KHSMA rules. two games plus review, maybe. I think that's the way it reads. Okay. So, and we, we do know that the incident was reviewed this week by the KHSAA. Okay. So, they reviewed it. He will get he will get some type of punishment, probably a two game suspension from the KHSAA. The language that says with review does mean there could be additional penalties. We'll have to wait and see. My question to you guys is this: Do you throw Jared Gerald, young, passionate coach, who is living his best life right now? I mean, he's loving his job. His kids walk through fire for him. They're totally bought in. They're 2-0. and Do you throw the book at him because of this one incident, Byron? I mean, it's, I mean, it's not the thing of a second chance. I mean, just to say. It's his second game. It's his second game. Uh, you know, I think he's whatever is the on there, can't you say, hands down. It, you That's know, going to happen. You, you know, well, I mean, yeah. going, going forward, you know, like before you even coach a game, before you play a game, you know, because mm-hmm. we know as coaches, and I'm sure you've told players too, you get in a fight, you're out X amount of the games, regardless. Mm-hmm. So you know that as as player players, you know that's going to happen. As coaches, you got to know that too. I've been in the same situation. Uh, Coach gets out of line, he gets tossed, and you know it's and it's a couple games suspension. Seen that happen before, so and that you know that's KSSA coming right down the line. But besides that, do you throw the book at I, him? I don't think so. I think you put a probation, maybe uh, best behavior. If it's not there, then we'll revisit it. Uh, maybe a stiffer. Punishment. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, and I don't want to put you in a in a situation because I know you work at Betsy Lane. So I want I want to say this: Do you think it, it would be wise though to have because it's a young staff? They need a veteran person, whether they're on the sideline or off to the side, that could come and and kind of give Jared a little bit of a mentoring process here. If you're going to have a two game suspension, and he's going to. Um, maybe you take some time to reflect on what happened, and also it needs to be reminded or influenced by somebody. And I'm not saying you. I mean, you're an obvious choice, though. I mean, you're a former coach, <laughs> but an administrator. Don't give me more jobs, right? right. But also, you can, it's, it's one of, or or even Red. You know, Jonathan Parsons, former coach, heavy around the program. Put your arm around him and say, "Listen, scoreboard." Next time this happens, and this guy's baiting you, and he was baiting you, the Morgan County coach was baiting him, okay, Easterling. 
I don't know him, but I watched him. He was baiting. You got to turn the other cheek. You just got to say, point that scoreboard and walk away. Somebody needs to talk to him and just say, listen, you're an adult. You're an adult. I know he's young. I don't know how. He's in his young 20s, okay? I don't know his exact age, but he just played a few years ago, so he's in his young 20s. And and I watched his uh, interview with Adam Newsom on the Bobcat Sports uh, page, and I know you've been taught, I'm not going to walk away from this, and I'm going to do that. I I get that, but at the same time, you got to cool it off. And you gotta you gotta be an adult. If you're if you're in a position of leadership as a coach, you gotta be the adult in that situation, no matter how hard it is to contain those emotions. <laughs> you got and, and that needs that's the message that needs to be conveyed more than saying, You're getting two games and you're getting this and you better not do that. I don't think you throw the book at him. You just gotta give him he's gotta have some some, some mentoring right now. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, you know, me and you talked about if you're a coach and you're you're wholeheartedly into your sport uh, and your team, you know, you've got you've got that passion uh, in your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you tie that to a sport like football that runs on a lot of emotion. Um, you know, remember, and, and it, no matter what sport you are, but football specifically. You're asking your guys to get to an emotional level um, every 30 seconds. They're getting there. They're going to hit another person. So, yeah. uh, and they're high octane. You're right. High octane. Yeah. Right. So you fuel some passion in with uh, some high emotion and some physicality. It, it is very easy to get on the other side of the line. But then the biggest thing that I think that uh, if he if he's listening to me or he hears this. Uh, you want to know how, you know, Mr. Hall feels about it, and, and this is coming from a coach. Um, you know, when you're the man, you're responsible for yourself, your staff, the water boy, the guy wiping the footballs and throwing them in. Yes. All the way down to the cheerleaders on your sideline and every player you got. And, some, uh, and, and even more than that, even the concession. I've watched you go in a concession <laughs> booth and make sure that there's chili and, chili and cheese. I mean, I've seen right. it. I've seen it. You're you're doing stuff that you're getting the water for the other team. You're making sure they got a place to go, that the officials got a place to go. There's a lot on you. Right. You have to curb you have to curb that emotion. Yeah. You have to keep at some point. And I don't care, you know, I don't care what somebody across the field looks at you and says or does or you know, you gotta expect hey. you gotta expect they're running on the same emotion. Um, just do you do your job and and get in there and get a win. In ten minutes and forty seconds, they're gone. No, yeah, no matter what, that clock was literally, running. Literally ten minutes and forty in seconds. Ten minutes, literally, they're out of here, and you got W number two, and you can swell up and have all the pride you want. Instead, you end the game in controversy. You got That's the lesson that has to be learned. At this point, I love the passion that those players have for him. I love his passion on the sideline. Right. I hope they learn from this and go to three and zero this week versus Eastridge, whether he's there or not. Uh, and they and they can they can win that game up there, right. without a doubt. Uh, play some defense. Turn that turn that arm loose with Mims and Robinson. How I mean the air attack. Not to get too lost on the on. That stuff, but hey, what was lost in translation was a great offensive put out. <laughs> 
by Betsy Lane in that game. They've got some weapons. They got some athletes. Yes. This is what happens when your best athletes play football and not just play basketball or not just play baseball. You get them involved in everything because they just want to daggone want to play ball and win. Right. And they got confidence. And and they got and they're getting motivated by from from all I see, good coaching. Good young coaching. I I'm I'm excited to see that. I really just hope that they learn learn some lessons from this. And if it takes two games or whatever happens, whatever happens in in the punishment of it, he can't get upset about it. You just have to say, okay, I got it. This is just a couple of games, maybe two, maybe more. I don't know. The review part leaves it open for interpretation. But whatever happens, he can't get frustrated about it. You got to take it in stride and be ready because they'll be they'll be going into district play I, by I will, that time. I will say yeah. this: that and that district, they could they could finish second place in that district. Yeah, right now, and outside chance. This could be the the thing that humbles and you know maybe helps rein this in because you know what this is his first year coaching. Yeah, and you know he really don't know how to do it to go through a season on his own. You know, it's a big difference between being an assistant coach or being a player yeah. and watching it and then actually stepping out there for your first year and being a big part and being the guy that runs everything. So this could be – it could be really good because I've seen it happen. Yeah. It could, you know, kind of change. This could probably turn into a positive. Yeah. And, good, I mean, this could point. be a very good thing. Yeah, hopefully so. And, and Bits Lane fans, stay passionate. Uh, you got a good thing going. You got a game this week against East Ridge up at East Ridge. If you're asking me right now, right here, to say something about it, you got a chance to win this game. Yes. Uh, you may be a slight favorite to win this game. I don't think that – I didn't get to see the East Ridge game that you went and done, but I don't think that they've got enough people to cover the receiving core – that Betsy Lane brings. Yeah. I don't think they can – if the air attack is as smooth as it was the other night, if they don't have the pass rush to get to Mims. Line play. I was going to say yes. that myself. Line yeah. play is going to be big. And, and you're going to Eastridge, which I don't care what kind of team you go to Eastridge. It's going to be – you know, it's going to be a hard-fought game. It's going to be physical. And they're 2-0 and oh too. They are. Right, listen, they're just as excited about this. New they coach, are. same scenario. Right. Got a good quarterback. Got to rein in the quarterback. That'll be the big thing. Keeping yeah. him keeping him from running all over you and getting Mims time to throw the ball. He's probably going to be the best athlete they've seen so far. Uh, you didn't have it with Martin County. You didn't have it with Morgan County in terms of a scrambling quarterback that's going to do option stuff and, and make you hit and miss. Right. So this this is a big test for them defensively. They may have to do this without Jared Gerald. That's another thing. Use that. Rally around your coach. Okay, he ain't here, but we're going to bring him a W. You're going to do that. Bring it, spin it, and well, then, I mean, and think, then take think, it. I think you the know? advantage that's going to be brought up on the defense is you've seen when Bessie Lane struggled on defense against Morton County, Morton County ran the power game up, up the gut, up the middle, yeah. with the big guy, Sexton. Uh, you know, he was breaking off just physical running five, six yards at a time, maybe more. I don't think East Ridge possesses that. I think they use their quarterback more of a runner. So, Betsy Lane's got a chance to use their athletes 
to keep him contained and keep him yes. to low numbers. Keep him contained. You keep if, if Eastridge pass rush isn't effective, you should have no trouble throwing the football, especially stretching their defense out. Robinson's got a lot of speed. Hal is deceptively fast. Reese Music, don't leave him out. Man, he had a great game the other night. He did. There's a lot of great weapons. If that all hooks up, they're going to come home two touchdown win. A modern pharmacy with old-fashioned service. That's Howard Family Pharmacy, a locally owned Health Mart pharmacy. When you need your prescription filled, simply use their free mobile app or log on to howardfamilypharmacy.com. And when you need help choosing the over-the-counter remedy that's right for you, you'll get the versatile, qualified advice you need. Let pharmacist Wes Howard, Tiffany Jacobs, John Newsom, and Taryn Castle serve you at Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern Health Mart. Caring for you and about you. The Mountain Arts Center is more than just an entertainment complex. Have you thought about having a wedding inside the theater? Complete with professional sound and video, plus rooms for a reception afterwards? And the MAC can host your next event. Matter of fact, hosting events is something the MAC specializes in. From business meetings to parties, showers, and even class reunions, the MAC truly can be personalized for your entertainment need. Call 886-2623. Got two other teams in the county. Got some work to do. Uh, let's go to Prestonsburg. We're not going to spend a lot of time on last week's games with Floyd Central and Prestonsburg. We didn't see them, but we saw the scores. Ain't much to write home about. Perry County defeats Floyd Central 35-0 over at Perry. Prestonsburg losing to McGoffin County 34-6 at home. I didn't get to research it, but I got a, I got an Andrew Jackson in my pocket that says that McGoffin County has never beaten Prestonsburg. Mm, maybe. maybe one of them back in the day type scenarios. When? Been a minute. I don't know. I can't it, remember as long ever? as I've been around. I mean, maybe in the 80s? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe one time in the 80s when Black Cats were kind of down? Maybe. I mean, and I'm talking mid-80s? I don't know. I, I, I won't tell you. It probably hasn't happened. How how are they reacting right now? I, I don't know. You got a game at Phelps. You got to get a win there. If you ain't winning over there, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, right now, that's t- that's a tough place to be right now. That's I, I was hoping that they would have a win or two before they got this county game with Floyd Central. Hoping the same for Floyd Central. Both teams are 0-2 or 0-1 for Prestonsburg, 0-2 for Floyd Central. Um Floyd Central at home this Friday. Taking on Shelby Valley. They're 2-0. and We're going to be at that game Friday night, doing the Facebook stuff, doing the radio stuff. <sighs> um, you're at home. There's a positive. Yep. You've you got to be getting better with your offense. You played you know, a tough team last week with Perry County, Perry Central. Uh, this is a game, though, they got to contain, number one, their quarterback who's had looks or he's had invitations to, like, Alabama, I think, for camp, uh, maybe even U.K. and Russ Osborne. He's a sophomore. I'm interested to see what kind of game he has. They want to throw the football. They're going to run the football. It's, it's going to be a matter of uh, simply a matter of trying to slow them down. I'm – I mean, if, if we can. I mean, if there's been one, one knock that we've consistently had mm-hmm. with Floyd Central is 
Thank you, guys. We'll get that in just a second. Go ahead. Their defense has been spotty against the run game at best. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, you can go back to the games that they've struggled. People's C- containing people's, the edge. People's ran all over them. Yeah. I, I don't know what kind of speed Valley's going to have. I don't know. But that's that's going to be an issue uh, I mean, I, until we see different things. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's – Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. By the way, thank you, Clipper, and thank you, Keith Frazier. Pressburg game is now at home due to uh, the field being uh, conditions at Phelps. And I imagine that's flooding that they've had yeah. over there, Blackberry and Pond Creek and any, anywhere – that that side of Pike County got hit hard with flooding. That's good. We didn't. I didn't know that. Thank you guys. And uh, Beth Ann says hi, Daddy. So glad you guys are back live. How about that? The ratings. I'd say that was mile earlier. Yeah, there wasn't his home. <laughs> Hanging out in the the sports cave. Is that what you called it? Yeah, the sports cave. The sports, sports cave. cave. Yeah. Best of luck to Floyd Central. We have coverage of that coming up on Friday night. I'm hoping to see some good. You know, I like. What I saw at East Ridge in terms of the running game, uh, it made some defensive improvements, and we could have an interesting game Friday night. It's it's a winnable game for Floyd Central. Uh, I was told that Osborne isn't that impressive, and somebody said, give me your assessment when you see him. And I said, okay, we'll find out. I've not seen him. He's got a lot of hype. Got a lot of hype. So we'll see. Seen him on the basketball court. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good athlete. Yeah. So. He, he, they may ring the bell on this and say, well, we'll show you what we got. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm fine with that. That's good. Um, what else we got here tonight? Uh, other games, real quick, uh, that are happening for the weekend. Let me hit a button. <laughs> Wrong button. We're still live. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got, I got new stuff, and I just don't know how to use it. All right, here we go. Okay. Uh, Lawrence County at Greenup County is on the schedule. Fleming County is at Martin County. McGoffin County at Knott Central. I don't know how those are going to go. Um, I would probably take Lawrence. Probably. I would probably yeah. take Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, McGoffin at Knott. I'm taking McGoffin right now. Solid. Uh, Martin County, Fleming County, probably leaning Fleming County. Haven't seen them, so yeah, I haven't seen them either. So, and these games, we were going to do the pick them thing, but I don't know if they'll happen. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's kind of hard, hard to do the, the greatest show them. on paper when we don't know if they're going to be played. So, um, we'll just have to wait and see how that shakes out. So, plenty, plenty of exciting high school football, though. Uh, the, the the Bobcat game at East Ridge is going to be really interesting to watch. Um, but wish those guys best of luck. And also Floyd Central's game, I think. Let's get – if you're home, first home game, let's get out and see what you got. Let's get some people in the stands. Get out there. It's early in the season. We've yet to play a district game. If you're Floyd Central, it's okay. Get out, support these kids, and let's hope for some good football. Hope for some good football. I mean, they should – I mean, look, it's two games in. Yeah. You haven't played district games. This You can turn this season around very easily. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Huh, what else we got on the uh, handwritten uh, stuff tonight? Really old school. UK kickoff is Saturday. So, they got ULM. Have you have you heard about Louisiana Monroe? We've played them before. Yeah. It's different, different staff. Uh, Rod, Rich Rodriguez used to coach West Virginia. 
He's like their offensive coordinator. No kidding. Hmm. And hmm. so they have some experience on the sideline. So the, uh, old Rich Rod, he never had the same success. Once he left West Virginia, yeah, it just yeah. it ain't worked out. For it didn't work out. Now he's at Louisiana Monroe. Um, Cats are a thirty-one point favorite in that game Saturday, a noon kickoff. Thirty-one point favorite. Do they ever cover the spread like that? A lot of Vegas putting a lot of hype on this uh, new offensive coordinator to put up that many points on Louisiana Monroe. I know they were winless last year and they gave up like four hundred and twenty-two points or something. It's, it was un- insane the number of points they gave up last year. Are they really just that bad? I don't know. That's a lot of points if, you, if that's what you just said is uh, is the way it goes. But, yeah, uh, they must want to win shootouts. Maybe. I mean, yeah, that's big. That's big. They got Rich Rod. It's shootout time. So, they have a non-conference schedule. You didn't have a lot of that. Like last year, you played an all-SEC schedule. You know Mark Stoops is happy about that. Who, by the way, did you hear it up today? Uh, Nebraska wants him. I think it was just a reporter. Just, yeah, a reporter. Yeah, a reporter rep- said that's what that they should reach out because they feel like Stoops would be the guy to fix Nebraska. Wow. Why would you leave Lexington and the SEC and the billions of dollars of their TV contract coming? You've got all new practice facilities. You're you're getting a you're you're walking on cloud nine. Why would you walk away from that just to go to Nebraska? I don't think you would. I mean, Nebraska is not what Nebraska was. Like we're talking mid nineties. Right. Vince Merrow is from there, though. Vince Merrow. Played at New, or has Nebraska ties with the school that played or whatever. Hmm. Is that does that play a factor in it? Now you can maybe get him to go as a head coach. He, but listen, those two Batman and Robin they ain't leaving each other. That's true. Yeah. Hey, it's all about the Benjamins. Uh, yeah, he's getting Nebraska, paid. Well, he's getting paid, but sometimes teams like Nebraska, who's had that heyday, and they still feel it, and they're. Good that they can get back there, willing to dish it out to try to get there. So, um, yeah, you never know. I mean, the black shirts is what the defense was. Or something. <laughs> I, I don't see Stoops leaving. I don't either. But no, I, it's I, fun I, to talk he, about. He has built this program from well, one, two wins to you know nationally recognized. I mean, we're still not three straight bowl wins. Yeah, I mean, he had a ten win season. Five None of us ever thought we'd ever see in UK football in modern I mean, time. Five, Man, it was like five straight bowls too. Yeah, you know, people talk about it again. You know, look at this schedule that we're got Let's dealt this it. year. Let's um, look at just, it. You got uh, Louisiana Monroe, and then you have Missouri, Chattanooga. Your first three games all at home. A trip to South Carolina, who's using a graduate assistant as a quarterback right now. <laughs> Florida and home on the 2nd of October. LSU at home this year. A trip to Georgia. A trip to Starkville. Home against Tennessee. And then you round out the year with Vandy, New Mexico State, and Louisville. Give me your prediction on the season. There you go. I'm right. You need to pin right these down? How, how you looking here? I feel very confident at eight. eight really? Wins, at eight wins. Okay. So who are your losses? Uh, I mean, it, you know, potential losses would be Florida, LSU, Georgia, at Mississippi State. 
I'm writing them down here. Which, I mean, I like. I think they. I think the Florida game they can the get. Pin? Who needs a pin? I, th- I think they can get the Florida you keep game. Keeping track of them for everybody, or uh, well, I don't know. I can't. You see all this mess in here. I don't know if I, how much paper I can keep. I mean, <laughs> got mess in here. I'm I mean, gonna go with a loss to Florida. Is it losses to Florida? Okay. LSU. LSU. Georgia. Georgia. You got that's three it. losses. That's it. Byron, how many losses you got? I mean, I've got – I would say those three and possibly at Mississippi State. Well, give I, me, listen, I, it's like the question on Facebook. What's the greatest country decade? 80s and 90s. No, I said decade, <laughs> not decades. I got you. Give me a number. Oh. 80s. I'll, I'll go four. 80s. 90s. I got, I got 90s. 90s. I got 90s. All right. I'll go four. You got four losses. I, I, I got three written down. I wrote down three. I, I think the the Florida game is kind of a push game. I think at Mississippi State is kind of a push because, uh, I mean, it, Kentucky's lost like five in a row at Mississippi State. I have Florida as a loss. I have Georgia a loss. I have Mississippi State as a loss. I, I could see them getting the LSU game. I think I think they could get Florida or LSU. One of the two. One of the two, but not both. Could drop all four. Nine and three, eight and four, somewhere around there. Yeah. So if you're eight and four, is it a disappointment? I don't think you can say it's a disappointment. Well, I mean, after a while, you're like, okay, seven I, wins. I think it, I seven think wins isn't enough right now. Seven wins is a disappointment. I think eight at UK now. Eight wins is. Yeah. Solid. I think at this point, you're expecting to beat Tennessee. You're expecting to beat Mississippi State. You've passed Tennessee. I, I think I so. Think so. You, you passed South Carolina years ago. Yeah. You need to be challenging Georgia, and you got to get somebody in the West. And guess what? You ain't got to play A&M this year uh, or Alabama or I think, Auburn. I think this is a good – LSU is a good matchup for them. LSU yeah. was down last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so – that, that could be a you know potential win. Give me nine and three. I feel good nine and three. Nine and three. You're challenging for uh, a shot at maybe the SEC East. Maybe I mean, if you can beat possibly. Florida and hope that Florida or somebody can sneak up and bite Georgia, injuries could happen, boys. I mean, we we never think about that stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that can happen. You're just looking at yeah, full, but full team, strength, but. Based to full strength, what you think is going to happen? You know, eight and eight and eight wins, very, very possible. Does it? You got eight or nine? I'm gonna go with eight. You're going with eight. I got nine. You're going nine because I don't think I don't think injuries hurt a team like Georgia. Depth. The di- the difference between ones and twos at Georgia are probably not that big. Mm. Um, same way with LSU and Florida, I think. Um, I just don't know that the caliber on those two are as high as they have been in the last. I think we've been right years. there with Florida for a few years. It's just a middle thing. You've beat them once and ha- and gave like five away. Man, if they beat well, Florida, can you imagine that atmosphere for LSU? If they could beat them, yeah. wow. I don't know if we've been. I think with Florida. We have been having to have our A game day, and they've got to have a normal Florida day. And then we're playing with them or beating them. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got they got to make a few mistakes, yeah. And we got to be spot on almost yeah. uh, yeah. to really well, you say off- we're with them. Your offense can't falter. Well, you're no longer one dimensional. That's true. Well, we think. Well, you should no, be. I'm I think. Excited. I think. I think you have the best running back in the SEC, in Rodriguez. I think you have an exciting quarterback. It's got a lot of eyes on him. And this this offense, if it runs like it should, going to put some points up. And people, that's what people want to go see at UK. They don't want to see this grinded out three yards in a cloud of dust. They want to see air raid. You but, know, defending sideline to sideline. Yeah, I like a good end zone, tossing the end ball zone. around too. But I like W's too. <laughs> and the three three yards in a cloud of dust has been working pretty good for a few yeah. years. Hey, hopefully it works out. But can't be. That's also they've made them very dimensional and lost to some teams you probably should have beat because of it. You can't have any hiccups. That's yeah. the thing. I, I, there's been times when Stoops has had a hiccup or two in the season. I mean, we all said Missouri W. It's at home. That helps. But SEC games, that game of the year. That's true. That's I don't right. know. A lot of unproven things. That game, that game could be more of a struggle than people think. Uh, the Missouri game could well, be. Missouri beat them last year. Yeah. If you lose to Missouri, you're going seven and five. Yeah, I can see that. I, yeah. I, that's that's where I feel we're at. Is we're at that. We're at that point where I just can't look at the schedule and say, you know, we we have one of our hiccups uh, or we have one of those UK days, and <laughs> you know, it may turn into. Yeah. Six and six. Might be. You know, in a couple situations, but. <sighs> Hopefully so. Hopefully it's a good win. Hopefully a great start. We get in here next week. Hopefully Wednesday at 7 o'clock. It all works out good. <laughs> and we have another good show. We're done for the night. This has been our Sound Off on Sports podcast. You can get the audio version of this on Apple, Spotify, uh, and Google Android and wherever you like to get your podcast, you can get it there. You can also download it at WMDJFM.com. It'll also be up there. And, of course, you can watch the video anytime. We appreciate the uh, uh, likes and we appreciate everything else, uh, views and such. We appreciate that. And also thanks our sponsors to the Mountain Arts Center and also Howard Family Pharmacy of Allen and Eastern. We will be at Floyd Central, COVID permitting, coming up on Friday night. Shelby Valley at Floyd Central. We will have that game on WMDJFM.com, and we will also have it on our WMDJ Facebook page. And we'll all be there. All three of us will be there. Uh, coming up on Friday night. Should be a uh, some Fun time. Uh, well, you got to get some food for us. We're not tailgating? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully somebody tailgates. That'd be good. I did, I, I did ask that question to some people. Oh. And they said they don't know. Mm. Yeah. Somebody raised the tailgate game a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we need the tailgate game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Any final thoughts, guys? I'm ready for college football. I'm I am too. Saturday's going to be exciting. Thursday, man. I'm, I'm starting Thursday. No, you start Thursday. Yeah, I start Thursday. All right. This is it for us tonight. Sports, the Sound Off on Sports podcast. We will see you at the game Friday night.